1: Welcome back and happy November 5th, 2020. I love how Steve Hayward put it. Dude, where's my landslide? Here's a sampling of headlines we had from the last couple of months. A Biden landslide. Joe Biden is posed for a landslide win. Biden landslide creeps into view. Prepare for a Biden landslide. Could Democrats pick up 13 seats in the Senate? Well, It's a heck of a landslide for Biden, isn't it? To remind, I still think Trump can win. I think he will win. So please don't give up hope or optimism. But if you do, let me give you the worst case scenario as I see it. A President Biden will have a very hard time governing. His staff will be far left. That's always the case with staff. They are usually more extreme than the president. True believers in the cause. Often ideologues. That is the Democratic Party today and explains why Joe Biden himself has been unrecognizable at times, just lying about his record to appease the left, at times flip-flopping on issues to appease the left, at times lying to the media and voters to appease them while trying to remain and maintain his curried favor with the left, which he depends and depended on. There was no other reason for him to have picked Kamala Harris than that. None. He didn't need her for California. And if racial diversity was truly important for the Democrats, then everything they said about race and Republicans can be seen for what it is, a lie. But recall, they, the Democrats, truly believe racial minorities are all on their side. So that could not have been the reason to pick Harris. It was the signal she sent to the left as the most leftward member of the Senate. Biden himself, is looking worse and worse by the day, not fully in control of himself, smiling at awkward moments in scripted speeches he's reading, confusing his granddaughter for his deceased son earlier in the week, confusing his deceased son's biography and resume with someone else we're not quite sure of. This will be a presidency that will at best look like a bad joke in its early days, worse than electing Chauncey Gardner. I say early days because I suspect everything the Democrats brought up about the 25th Amendment with Donald Trump could very well come back to haunt them among their own. It will be a presidency run by the chief of staff, along with perhaps Dr. Jill Biden. The odd thing is how far removed Kamala Harris is from the scene, isn't it? She was historic, we were told. She was historic, we were attempted to be sold. How much have you seen of her in the last 3 weeks or 3 months? How much have you heard from her in the last 3 weeks or 3 months? Something very odd there. But I'm guessing there's a very night excuse me, a very tight-knit crowd around Joe Biden that is trying to use Kamala Harris but not bring her in. If she was so historic and important after all, why not put her out more in public? My point. Look for divisions, big ones between the vice president and the president, if Joe Biden wins. Remember, big if. But to those who are not upbeat right now, consider that. Sign two or three of an immediately failed and problematic presidency. Now, remember, the Senate was maintained by, Republi- by Republicans, and it's going to be mighty difficult to get any meaningful Democratic or left-wing legislation through the Senate. And with our superstars there, from Josh Harley to Ted Cruz to others, They will be making great cases to the American people. Now recall, too, while we have the Senate, we have a great Supreme Court as well. Thomas, Alito, Gorsuch, and Barrett, they're all worth their weight in gold. Now add Kavanaugh on occasion and John Roberts on occasion. And recall all the great judges on the federal benches that Donald Trump gave us. Our judiciary has rarely in history been in better hands. Truly, it's hard to think of a better set of court circumstances than we have right now at the federal level. And if Republicans play the game Democrats played with any possible appointees that could come with a Biden presidency, then Republicans will vote no or not show up for the confirmation hearings. That's the rule now, right? That's how we do this now. Qualifications don't matter for judges and justices. Party does. That's what we were taught last month, wasn't it? That and. High school yearbooks. The other good news, should Biden attain the presidency, COVID will be over as an issue. Just look how well we're already doing. When's the last time you saw screaming or panic-inducing headlines about it? I predicted that would all quell and calm after November 3rd. I see no sign of being wrong. Already, the CDC told those sick with COVID, not exposed, sick with COVID, that it was okay for them to go out into the community, go out of their homes and stand in line and vote in person. The truth is, a Joe Biden as president will want a good economy, and that would be just encouragement to not push for more shutdowns. So I think shutdowns will be over, even in blue states, as the point would be to give a Democratic president as good an economy as possible. And to date, I have no idea what Joe Biden could or would do differently than Donald Trump on this matter anyway. He hasn't told us. It was an issue to be demagogued. It cost a lot of life and a lot of money, and that is to the shame of the Democrats. But it will be over, and repair can begin. Race, racism, and racialism in America, or at least the blaming of America for being racist and stirring of racialism, will quell and calm as well. That was ginned up because of the very presence of a Republican in the White House. That was lied about because of a Republican in the White House. And consider where the American people are on this and what we will be prepared for as a party going forward. Let me quote Josh Hammer. 26% of Trump's voting share came from non-white voters, the highest percentage for a GOP presidential candidate since 1960. In Florida's Miami-Dade County, the Heartland of Cuban America, Trump turned a 30-plus point Hillary Clinton romp in 2016 into a narrow single-digit Joe Biden victory. Texas's star county, overwhelmingly Mexican-American and positioned in the heart of the Rio Grande Valley, barely delivered for the Democrats. Biden's Hispanic support in other key swing states like Ohio and Georgia tailed off from Clinton's 2016 benchmarks. Overall, exit polls indicate that 32 to 35 percent of Latinos voted For the president, and young black men are gravitating to the GOP at a remarkable pace, given the baseline as well. Turns out that minorities aren't so infuriated with the brand of unrepentant progressive as progressive wokeism now peddled by the Alexandria Ocasio Cortez wing of the Democratic Party. The political, legal, media, corporate, and academic establishments have gone all in on the woke agenda, peddling a toxic brew of intersectionality. Socialism, light and Black Lives Matter, anarchism, Latinos, and many Blacks aren't buying it. As one Twitter qui- "One Twitterer quipped, Democrats may have won the Latin X vote, but they didn't fare well with the actual Latinos." Speaking of the Alexandria Ocasio Cortez wing of the Democratic Party, that wing will overreach. Drunk with thinking they are the mandated power by the outcome scenario where Biden wins the presidency, they will overreach. That itself is a funny thing to say because they've been overreaching already in their rhetoric. It will be worse. They will be louder if Biden wins. And America doesn't want it. If it did, a potential Biden win would not have come with such a razor thin margin. If Biden wins, think about the position of the American people. There will be rule by a lot of executive order. And it will be left-wing executive order, again, because the Senate. It will make people pine for the Carter presidency, much less a reinvigorated Republican Party with some great candidates in the offing. Spend some time watching and listening to Ron DeSantis of Florida. He's incredible. There are others. I'm a Trump fan. You know that. But think of what Trump taught so many other potential Republican presidents about how hard the left resists and how entrenched it is in Washington. That education was extremely valuable, and younger Republicans who defended Trump have taken note and been well-educated. They were shown the opposition and how tough it is, and more importantly, how important it is to fight it, if not eliminate it. Donald Trump didn't have that luxury. He learned about it on the job and taught us all he and we had to learn. If Biden wins, we go in in 2024 with a great advantage. And we take 2024 in a way we probably wouldn't have been able to if Trump was reelected under a Biden victory scenario, given how hard it is to win three consecutive presidencies in one party. And long and short, if Joe Biden wins, think how much easier our job will be teaching and exposing the theoretical problems of today's Democratic Party, of socialism. To date, it's been trying to translate their words and desires. That's been our effort to date. If Biden wins, we won't have been believed, of course. But if he wins, the theoretical of what we've been saying will be actualized and witnessed in real time. And people here won't want it. They will not like it. In other words, if Biden wins, 2024 will not be a close election. All those Democrats, we're told, who don't think it's an AOC, Harris, Sanders party who cling to some romance of yesterday's Democratic Party, they'll see. They'll see what we've been saying. And perhaps then we can finally put the nail in the coffin of not just the creeping socialism we've warned about, but the creepy socialism we've warned about. In other words, to close with the words of Ronald Reagan, words he closed one of his most famous spe- speeches with, I believe, uh, he said, I believe socialism is another sad, bizarre chapter in human history whose last pages, even now, are being written. I believe this because the source of our strength in the quest for human freedom is not material, but spiritual. And because it knows no limitation, it must terrify and ultimately triumph over those who would enslave their fellow man. For in the words of Isaiah, He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might he increased strength. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. So win or lose, this odd game being played out before our eyes, we win. And by we, I mean freedom. Because freedom should always win. I'm Seth Liebson. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602 uh, 508 It was a delight to be on the Mike Gallagher Show this morning. He um, called me for updates on Arizona and um, did a segment with him. He's such a great guy. He's such a great team, such a great um, – just such a great friend and human being and mentor, really. I can go on about that. Uh, I want to uh, take your thoughts and calls, too. A few things I'll tell you about <clears throat> here in Arizona. I remain optimistic and positive that uh, Fox is going to have to eat some crow, some well-cooked crow. I have checked with some experts as well as, as uh, having done my own uh, data crunching. And um, Arizona, I think, uh, should, go, should go to Donald Trump, should go to Donald Trump. Uh, we are putting based on one of your listeners' uh, recommendations. So thank you for this. Uh, we do take you seriously. I hope you know that always. Uh, we don't just say it. We we do. Uh, one of you suggested uh, to my GM that we do a public service announcement. Uh, so uh, we will be uh, airing that uh, if it hasn't already aired. I know we we uh, we had put it to, uh, together uh, early this afternoon uh, uh, on if you. Um, on how you can check if your vote was counted um, and that you should go to be ballot ready be ballot ready And uh, if you suspect fraud um, or if it wasn't and you definitely voted to make sure to contact the state uh, attorney generals, uh, General Bernovich's election integrity unit. Uh, one of you asked me by email if. Someone's watching over the Maricopa County Recorder's Office, and the answer is yes, the AG. He sent a, uh, a letter with strong request, a uh, strong series of requests. So um, as we said yesterday, as uh, Constantine Corard pointed out, the attorneys are on it here, and uh, Trump, uh, Trump, part of the Trump team has uh, flown into Arizona to uh, make sure no shenanigans uh, are or will take place here. We are doing our best. We're on the case. Um, what one of my good friends, attorneys and numbers crunches, uh, is showing me in the latest, uh, data document, uh, production here in Arizona is that, uh, Trump can win. If, uh, the trends continue, Trump can win. Maybe, maybe small, but I don't care at this point. Uh, he says it, could be by uh, by, as, by as thin a margin as 13,000 votes. But if the trends continue, we can do that. That's fine. I don't mind the measure of the win any more than uh, Joe Biden should mind the measures of his win. Uh, for example, in Wisconsin, which uh, was very small, uh, which in, um, in other places was <laughs> really, really small. I mean, they're not calling certain states With smaller margins than that at this point that I think are clear wins for the president or should be. So we'll keep you posted. We are doing our best. We'll turn to calls here in just. Well, why not? Let's just go take calls. But uh, I couldn't help but read you this uh, from one of my uh, one of our listeners, one of our uh, one of our listeners and occasional callers. John, what we currently see in the first world USA is precisely what I have witnessed for decades in third world's countries. So glad we are the civilized and civil country. Yeah, I um I took I uh responded we are um at a sad state where we are becoming behaving like the kind of country we send aid to. We're behaving like the kind of country we send aid to. Keith is in Atlanta. Hi Keith, tell me about Georgia. Uh
0: it's... It's going all right, but I tell you what, my concern is there. They found another van this morning with 60,000 ballots in it, and it seems like it keeps going on. But here's here's what is disturbing. The night of the election, around 10 o'clock or so at night, they had a problem with a, a water pipe rupturing, and they stopped. And Donald Trump was way ahead. And the next morning, they came in, and the gap really closed much there's a lot of stuff that's going on yes, here is. in Atlanta that's really bad. Too.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on uh in a lot of places people have been uh, sharing stories. The the Wisconsin thing is dramatically interesting to me, uh Keith, but uh I'll get to that in a moment. I, I as long as I have you on um from Atlanta, tell me uh tell me tell me how you expect Georgia will be called and when, probably by tomorrow, you think or when?
0: There's yeah, they're saying by tomorrow. I I tell you, I, I don't know. I, I really believe that he, he will win because if he doesn't win, he's very popular here in Georgia. Georgia is, a, is truly a, a conservative state, and I don't like to say a red state. We're really a blue state, a traditional blue state. I hate how they change those colors because the Democrat Party is the red party, if you know what I mean.
1: I know what you yeah, mean. I, yeah, I took I am I'm I'm, I'm, pick, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah.
0: Anyways, but 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 um I believe this. This is how this is going to play out. I hate to be pessimistic. I just don't see Donald Trump winning.
1: Winning or losing? Winning or losing?
0: I don't I don't see him winning. Oh, okay, you see I him winning this,
1: Georgia, but you don't see him winning nationally, is that what you're saying?
0: That's correct. I'm with you. And here's what but I do think this is the benefit. I think that Donald Trump knows America loves him, and he loves America, and he is the president of the people. And I have said for years, the way that we have been played by both sides, we always choose the lesser of two evils, go and vote in GOP, and they let us down time and time again. And Donald Trump stood up and fought. I believe that he will probably leave the White House. And he will lead another he – he's not going away. He is going to do more than Twitter. He will probably be on TV a lot, and he's going to have rallies, and he's going to lead a populist movement to get the people to stand up to, against the corruption. And, the, and, and since he's been president, he has done a magnificent job of exposing corruption. Not on, only That, that on I the think, TV. is a
1: huge point. I, I was trying to get to that in my monologue in the previous segment. He has shown Republicans vying for president when they become president what they have to do. He had to learn it on the job, but he gave us a great lesson on just how how deep and how dark the problem is there, Keith. I, I gotta I gotta run. You're welcome to stay if you have another point to make. Others are welcome to call. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson Show. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Chris, Connie, Kevin, don't go away. Keith in Atlanta had another thought. Hi, Keith. Thanks for staying with us.
0: Yes, my my other thought was is that I don't think I think Biden will win, and I don't think he'll hold on to the presidency long. Which brings in Kamala Harris. My concern is this: during the primary, she said if she's president, she will take executive action to ban firearms. And what my concern is there, if they do that, then they will use the power of the government to randomly go after law-abiding citizens who want to keep and bear arms. That is my next concern. And I don't know if she's president. how, How do you resist that? Because, well, you know, she, she, it's,
1: it's, it's not gonna. I mean, she can't, she cannot do it. No, you cannot do that. You can you cannot void a constitutional amendment with an executive order. Can you try? I suppose you can try. Thank God we have the court that we have. Thank God we have the federal courts that we have, Keith. But, uh, you know, the, I, the Democrats said an awful lot of crazy stuff during the campaign. Yes, we're coming after your guns. I mean, my gosh, that was one of the uh, chants they all tried to catch up, catch up with on Beto O'Rourke's promise for a while. Biden said a version of it. Um, they are, but again, as I was saying in my monologue, Keith, um, Biden or Harris in the first term doesn't matter. Let's just stick with Biden for a moment. They are going to have to govern and rule almost exclusively by executive order, especially on the stuff that frightens us the most because of the Senate, because of the Senate. And then it gets worse for them because typically there will be an increase of the opposition party in the House and Senate elections in 2022, two years hence. So. If, 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 and you and I aren't in agreement on this, but if Biden becomes the president, it's going to be a very hard two years for him. But the kinds of things they will talk about, the kinds of appointments they will make will further cause ire in the country. As I was saying, it will um, it will demonstrate our theoretical with their actual and, you know, they're going to overreach just as Bill Clinton did early on, and he was a conservative Democrat, just as Barack Obama did early on. And we will we will increase we will increase our our uh, majority in the Senate and could take back the House, giving them a very, a very hard four years where they will have to govern as best they can by executive order. And we learned their lessons. We learned well. They taught us what the game is, the Democrats did, should they need to appoint a Supreme Court justice. We learned that game now. We learned that the, the reason to not support a Supreme Court nominee, we learned this from them, is to after we go through their high school yearbooks, after we do that, then we just check their party registration and we don't show up for the vote, which is going to be a mighty inconvenient thing for them when the Senate is majority of the other party. Now, do I think that'll actually happen? No, but, 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 half of me thinks that Republicans need to understand what the game is that's being played by their side. I want to get into some of the fraud stuff in a few minutes too, Keith, if I can. So stay tuned and we'll do so. But I appreciate your, um, I appreciate your thoughts on this. This Wisconsin thing is the one that really has gotten my attention. John Hinderocker will join us later. Brian Kennedy's going to join us later. And um, who else? We have some others coming on as well. Uh, We have uh, Mike uh, Gonzalez from the Heritage Foundation coming up. We've got a good lineup of guests. But this Wisconsin thing is pretty interesting to me, as it should be for you. I have no idea how, with a straight face... Juan Williams can say on Fox, as he did today, that there are no there is no evidence of any fraud. I just don't know how you can say that with a straight face. Look at Wisconsin. Do you realize what the voter turnout in Wisconsin was? It's 88 percent, 88 percent. You know what it was in 2016? Sixty seven percent. No American state between 2002 and now has ever achieved a turnout rate of 80% or higher. It's just not statistically rational or possible. It's just not. Don't tell me there's no evidence of fraud. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Seth Leibson show. Bill, glad to have you back, my producer. I didn't you were here yesterday, but you, were, you weren't as upbeat as uh, we usually look forward to you being, but we have you back today, and that's good. You were making your usual jokes, quoting your usual movie lines, including from movies you know I haven't seen, lines I clearly don't know, or were, the, or were those song lines? Those were song lines, I guess.: That's this okay.: is a Very complicated case, module. Yeah, go ahead. And uh, a lot of uh, strands to keep in my head, man. You know, a lot of strands in old dude's head. Yeah. A lot of ups and downs, a lot of ins and outs, a lot of what-have-yous. Isn't that the rest of the quote? I think so. <laughs> there are a lot. Although you did one thing today I've never seen you done, do before, and we'll get to that in a little bit, too. Chris is in Phoenix. Hi, Chris. Hey, Seth. Can you
2: hear me okay? I can,
1: sir. Yes, go right ahead.
2: Perfect. Yes, there's a few things I want to talk about with you. Um, well, first of all, I was just down at the GOP headquarters for the press conference. They had a bunch of supporters there. Yeah. Was that the one with Dave Bossy
1: to. and uh, Congressman Shattig and, and that group? Yeah, right. Debbie okay. Lesko yeah, and good. Kelly Ward right. was there. And
2: mm-hmm. I, can, I can talk about that if you want. But also one topics I want to bring up is I've also been knocking on doors and volunteering with the campaign for a few months now, yes, making phone calls and getting out and talking to the voters. And this is what I can tell you. Right after the first debate that Trump, uh, Donald Trump had, He was looking down. Um, It it wasn't pretty. But within the last week and a half before the election, after his second debate and after he started doing the rallies, it was was very highly in Trump's favor. And I would say going in, and this is what we found, going into the election itself, as long as Republicans showed up to vote on election day as they tended to do, he had it. And I just can't imagine that not that many showed up on election day. Um, and there's still a chance he could lose it. But if he was going to lose it, it is dang close. I can tell you that from talking to voters and knocking on doors from the last few months. There is no way it was four, three, four points down below. That's not even possible. And so for Fox News to come in there and call it that soon, when it was three or four points down. That was done. Was
1: Clearly that what awesome. it was? I was asking a friend. I didn't remember when Fox called it on Tuesday as early as they did. Do you remember what the uh, margin between Biden and Trump was? Was it three or four? Was it only three or four points?
2: Yeah, it, it might have even been more. Okay. It, it was stunning. Okay. And if you notice, right when they called it, then that's when all the shenanigans started. That's when the shutting ca- stop counting the vote mm-hmm. and all that with them. That's when the tide turned. He was very, very ahead, and then Wisconsin fell. Um, Minnesota, all those started to fall. The dominoes in place. And if you think about it, I'm not being, I'm not even. Refusals to call was,
1: obvious wins at that point that had looked yeah. a lot better than for Trump than yeah. Arizona looked for Biden. Obvious wins. Exactly. You know. and,
2: and and with Biden, they were calling things with raises thin margins yeah. and Trump would be the same and they wouldn't call it. Right. And the point, if you think about it, is this. It had to be Fox News. None of the other networks could do, be the one to put Arizona out first. It had to be Fox News because it's a conservative thought of as a right-wing right. network so uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah nixon to china
1: kind of thing right yeah yeah right yeah
2: and um another thing i want to say also is i'm really disappointed trump has spent the last four years fighting tooth and nail for us and there is almost a de- and, and i feel from you as well a little bit and some of your callers that there's almost a defeatist attitude from like, me you've heard I'm that gonna lose. from me I, well just just with the last caller calling in when he was like it, it all it might be just the tone of
1: your voice oh come right on now. Chris I, mean, I was I, all... I no 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 go back and check I out check out my monologue <laughs> yesterday and today no 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 I was just no I was I was trying I don't think he heard my monologue I was trying to remind him and just play out his scenario no 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 i am right. I, I've not given up this ship okay no 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 we no 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 I was on not Gallagher not, this morning words. keeping up I was yeah, on I know I was, I heard. yeah no I, I no 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 not here Chris not me
2: okay. And just being down at the campaign. No, uh,
1: I have no use for the dampers in the cynics right now. You know, if we lose fair and square, we lose fair and square. We accept it. Right Right now we're worried about fair and square. And I don't think we lose if it's fair and square. That's my position.
2: Well, and the other thing is, like, I was talking to Debbie Lesko and stuff, and she's great. She was down there. But it's like, where are are the other House members? Where is the GOP? Where is the Senate? Why is nobody speaking up? It's almost like, well... We just want if people think like if Trump loses, we still got there the are there are some notable
1: exceptions. No, there are some notable. No, no,
2: Josh Hawley Josh no. Hawley from Minnesota, and uh, some of those
1: other Ron uh, Ron DeSantis in Florida, Andy oh, Biggs, he's amazing. A- Andy Biggs is 20, out 20, 20, and about uh, keep, uh, putting yes. on the pressure he was of, down there. Yeah, know. of course, he Lesko down, is good. absolutely. Yeah, um, there, there's a few. But no, the there are. Majority We're are taking totally note, silent. by the way. We're taking note of this.
2: Oh, I know, and and that's good because. Um, they, they need to be out there and it's like they they just don't even care it just feels like they're revenge of the establishment um, you know i don't it's really know if concerning.
1: it i don't know yeah i don't know if it's revenge of the establishment or if it's nothing new under the sun in the sense of yeah. you know wh- how did you know, trump has just never no one has very few things people have had his back going back to I 2016 i mean he won pretty much without the RNC quite honestly back in 2016 yeah. and and not much has changed not a lot has changed um but uh those who got those who did get the memo and saw what he was doing um you know all credit to them and and their their support has has increased because yeah. people see the common sense of what he was doing they see the common yeah. sense of what he is doing now i'll i'll tell you something um chris um. Yep. And I don't want this to come off as too critical, and maybe you'll disagree with me. But as long as we're calling out others for not um, speaking out more, I don't think Trump should be invisible right now.
2: You don't think he should be invisible? No, I agree. I think, in fact, he should go on He's TV He's the best night. rallier
1: of his troops there is.
2: He is. Yeah. He needs to use the pulpit. Yeah. What's he got to lose? He needs to go on TV, well, lay just, it up yeah, to yeah, American people. Yeah, you, do, you don't want to garrison president. here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Yeah. What?
1: Yeah. yeah. You don't want a garrisoned in president. You don't want you. No. You, yeah. Right.
2: He needs to speak directly to the people, go on TV, speak, to, you know, the, the presidential TV address yeah. and just say, look, here's what's going on. We found all these discrepancies list about 10 or so and say the American people deserve to know what's going on. And Sebastian Gork was talking about this earlier. Send send the just, Justice Department out there, you know, to these to these. He is the leader. He's in charge of the Justice Department. He can do that. He has the authority to do that.
1: Yeah, I'm um, i I'm going to get a check-in on the Arizona strategy uh, today. I, I, For all I know, it is. I, I just don't know. And I have to tell you, I'm at a deficit too, Chris. There's a few areas – there's a lot of areas of law I don't know. There's just a lot. This is one of the few I really don't know. I really am at a deficit of understanding election law. It's, it's a, it's, to me, it's a very complicated thing. It may not be for others. It may not even be for non-lawyers. It just always has been – for me but uh but i'm gonna do i'll I'll get a check in on on what's doable from from the doj and what's doable uh as as far as the campaign filing their own lawsuits but i appreciate the energy chris i think we're on the same page i really do and if i sounded uh, down uh my fault my bad i'm sorry I, i that is not where i am at all kevin javier connie dave don't go away we'll be right back Here's a reality check for you. Welcome back. Here's a reality check for you. Are you trying to tell me Joe Biden got millions more, close to 5 million more votes than Barack Obama? Okay, just a question. Connie's in Phoenix. Hi Connie, welcome.
3: Hi. How are, How are you
1: doing? I'm well. How are I'm you? I'm good. Good, good. Go ahead.
3: I I called in just because I uh, worked the election on Tuesday, and I have been doing that since 1998. Great. So I heard a lot of questions, et cetera, and I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have about the process. Not that I'm official or anything, but um, my position has been that I actually have run the precincts, so it's called an inspector. Okay. So – you know, I heard him talking about canceling ballots. There's nothing in the process that you would cancel a ballot. You would spoil a ballot, okay? And that is if somebody says, oh, I made a mistake. I, I meant to vote yes on, and instead of no on this proposition, whatever. May I have a new ballot? So then you put a black line on both sides of the ballot and you write spoiled, the person is standing there. Then they have to go back through, check in, and the terminal actually says where you check in that you needed to spoil your ballot because now you're getting an, a second ballot. Okay? And then they go back through and vote it. Okay? Uh, the other thing that can happen is they, and this happens a lot on the judges, oh, uh, yeah, I ended up marking a yes and no for the judge and i don't care i don't want to redo it i just want it. i want the tabulator to ignore that vote that particular one just just that judge and so they feed it in the machine The machine sees that you could only have one on that particular line it ejects it back out and there's a basically you know, it reads out where the problem was. Then they can say, yeah, I don't care. You push cast or, re- um, what's the other one? Anyway, it's like reject. So then they pull it out. Then they can spoil it. One of the problems we we're having is that the tabulators weren't would not let you cast the, the vote. So then the next thing is, you take if if the voter still says I want that I don't want to redo it I would just want it counted as is and I want them to ignore that particular one, you open the tabulator door in front and there's just a small area those are called misreads and you drop it in there.
1: Thank you, thank you, Connie, um, and thank you for your volunteering as well. I appreciate it. Uh, Don't go away, folks. Mike Gonzalez from the Heritage Foundation is coming up. He has a great column in the Wall Street Journal today about one big loser we know for sure on Tuesday, identity politics. If you're on hold, stay on hold to call back. But we'll be right back.